welcome to episode 90 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey, hey now. now. <laughs> the last show of the year, we squeezed it in. I, I got the flu and kind of delayed us for a while, but I'm back. Well, just it's just good that you're feeling better. Oh, man, it kicked my ass. I mean, it felt like COVID. That first day... I just could not stop sweating and was just gross. I just like, like for a day and a half was just uh, unusable as a human. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, I'm still, I still have pain in my chest from COVID last July. Oh, fuck, man. Does it just feel like a weight on it? Uh, if I breathe deep, it hurts. Ooh. Shit. You know, so that now sucks. I don't. Now I don't breathe deep. You know. Ugh. Um. So this week we're gonna uh, talk about the Fighting Fists of Shanghai Joe from 1975. Yeah, it's free on Tubi. Um, I mean it's it's a fun movie. I mean it's like. You know, I, I tried to find anything interesting about it, but it's just a, a spaghetti kung fu western. Yeah. The, the director is really known for this style of film. He did this and a lot of sword uh, sword and sandal films and some, some crime films. But this dude did so many. He was either like the director or the writer on all of them. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, a guy... Uh, a guy comes into America, wants to go to Texas and work the land and, you know, uh, sees opportunity there and he runs into all the racist white people. Uh, yeah, and especially Klaus Kinski. Now, he is the standout. <laughs> of anyone in this film, he is yeah. the standout because he awesome. just brings the creep vibe by I mean existing. He was the creepiest actor ever. Yeah. I mean, you what's know? I'm trying to think of the things I've seen him in, but uh, he's just so unsettling as a human being. <laughs> like, it's just physical appearances, alien-like. And just to hear him talk, too, is almost like he's attacking you verbally. Yeah, and it's amazing he produced such a beautiful... A daughter, you know. Oh yeah, I know. It's like maybe you aren't the father. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Imagine, imagine, imagine in that in that scenario, you get your dad's looks and your mom. Yeah, looks. yeah. I want to see what the postman looks like. You know. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I saw in here is like you know because it gets a uh, most of these films get a lot of different titles when they're trying to sell it to American audiences, and I think we missed out on. To kill or to die. That was another one. Oh, uh, okay. Or the dragon strikes back. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I, I like to kill or to die. That's that's great. I don't think anyone's used that. I should just go make a film called that because it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I did enjoy the fact that he knocked out a bull. Yeah, he knocks a bull down and then uses his horns to to free himself after he's like made a slave to this right. uh, to this rancher. Uh, and, and then and then of course he frees everyone 
and you know he's the big hero but it's really weird to watch because this is supposed to take place uh um what in the late 1800s when he goes uh to the south and he is wearing blue jeans that look straight out of the 70s oh of course yeah because <laughs> there's a few scenes in there where he's just wearing blue jeans and he's he's uh he, he's fighting with the bull or he's fighting in the bar uh the fight scenes are great they're fun but man just the it's like someone had a book of racist remarks for asian people and checked off every word they could in this film and then went into other areas to call those people uh the (laughs) names too so it was just like yeah it was it was a little hard to watch but it was it was fun nonetheless yeah i mean you know you you're watching like it, it, I also thought it was weird too, because like when he goes, he he gets to Texas and he goes to a bar, he's able to order rice, which I kind of thought. W- do you think rice was even available in the 1800s in Texas? I mean, I mean, I would think of Spanish rice maybe, sure. uh, but uh, I just thought it was strange. I guess I I just never seen rice as kind of something that was offered as a regular staple in Western films. I just thought it was kind of for his character. Yeah, it was always beans in all the westerns, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, the Fighting Fist of Shanghai Joe, and also Shanghai Joe is also kind of a weird name for this guy to have throughout the movie. Hmm. They had to call him something. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and they called him everything but. <laughs> uh, when you think you <laughs> haven't heard some of these racist terms in decades, they pull them out. Yeah, yeah, they just keep coming back. Uh, so, so, what else have you been watching? Oh, I a friend of mine uh, let me use their Paramount login, so I got to start the second season of Star Trek's uh, Strange New Worlds. Oh yeah, I love that show. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like I saw the first season, and it like quickly became one of my favorite Star Trek shows. The second season isn't as strong. But I, so like, cause I'll usually burn through every one of them. I kind of got a few episodes in and then wasn't really paying attention. So I still got a few more episodes to watch, but I kind of do enjoy the, the storyline with uh, Rebecca Romaine with her genetic issues and why Starfleet doesn't allow genetic uh, alterations to people. It's kind of right. fascinating that part. Uh, there was a time travel story uh, with uh, one of the crew that actually time travels with Kirk. And it's kind of a fascinating thing. They 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 introduced this almost kind of storyline that, that there are these alternate timelines that exist. And sometimes people will just drop into them and they and they shouldn't exist. So they like live through it for a moment and then return to their own time. And nobody ever remembers it except for that crew member. So it's almost like a quantum leap scenario. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I checked out. I binged all of the Lawman Bass Reef show. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Like when I was a kid, uh, I hated my name. I hated Clay. I didn't know anyone else who had the name Clay. I always got mocked and shit for my name. You and- got mocked for Clay? Yeah, you know, really? Clay, Clay Clayface, just all kinds of like, just anything mean kids could come up with. I got oh. called because of my name. Um, 
And uh, so I watched the Lone Ranger as a kid because the, the Lone Ranger at the time was Clayton Moore. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And so I got really into the Lone Ranger and you find out uh, that uh, the Lone Ranger is based on Bass Reeves. Right. Who is a, a Texas lawman uh, who covered the South. I think it's, it, it's Texas, Oklahoma area. Uh, he was he was just a badass. He was a former slave who becomes a lawman, and this is this is a fictional account and telling his story of, of the first two episodes go through kind of his origins, and then he becomes the lawman. It's got incredible cast. The only problem I have with it is the guy that plays Bass is not as big as the real Bass Reeves, who's who was like six three, three hundred pounds, like right. an intimidating motherfucker. This guy does his intimidation through acting. Mm-hmm. And, and so it kind of makes up for it. There's a couple of scenes. There's one scene where he returns home after a job and there's a guy in his house who's sitting in his chair. He doesn't even talk. He just walks up to him and intimidates the fuck out of him to make him move. <laughs> uh, so you have that. Uh, Barry Pepper. Do you know who Barry Pepper is? Yeah. He's been kind of a character. Great villain. He is a fucking great villain in this. Oh, so goddamn good. Uh, and Donald Sutherland plays the judge who empowers uh, Bass. And uh, so there's a lot of great actors supporting it. Oh, and uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is a guy who... <coughs> Luna! Dennis Quaid is a guy who uh, works with Bass and kind of gets him into uh, becoming a lawman. Uh, and he's really good too. So, uh, and I enjoyed watching all the episodes. It does kind of go into a bit of his mythology and the legend of Bass, who um, she is just out of range for me to shoot her with water. Um, but uh, it goes into the the legend of Bass, where he would use uh, uh, disguises to capture some of these people. And even the legend then people were talking about it. So like he, he worms his way or worms his way. He, he cons his way into this woman's house whose sons are wanted. And I had always read this story of like, he takes these two guys on and arrests them both. And they do tell that story in the show. So that was kind of cool to see. Uh, But then they also struggle with the idea of a guy who was a former slave who basically is hunting down, uh, you know, some, uh, some quote, black outlaws and that he is just a traitor to his race. And they kind of deal with that concept as well. Uh, I think it's only going to be one season and that kind of sucks because it was a really good show. Uh, I think only like eight episodes. Um, and then I watched the new what if season on Marvel, uh-huh. uh, which is great. I think it's probably one of the best shows that they do. A lot of people don't like the animation. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I love the style of it, and every story is 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 standalone, but it can be connected to a larger stor- story throughout the season. Um, and it you can kind of have this giant Marvel universe in in a cartoon, where typically we would have to have like Infinity War, or Endgame, something on that scale to have some of these uh, kind of episodes that they do. And this season's just been super fun. I, I really loved it. Uh, what do you what have you been watching? Oh my God! I've been watching all kinds of things. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, I watched uh, the movie. Now you see me. Oh yeah, I seen that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. 
That is a fun movie. I, the sequel, not so much, but I, the first one is great. Yeah, I like magic stuff. Pretty fun. I finished uh, Pennyworth. Oh, yeah, and? Really love that show, man. It was cool. I mean, it's kind of like maybe a different timeline, you know, yeah. and uh, real interesting. Uh, lots of fun, uh, fun stuff in it. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun because uh, near the end, it kind of starts getting into uh, uh, evil villains who have. Uh, 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 technological gizmos and they're, you know, more like real villains instead of just uh, bad guys. So it, yeah. it, it's kind of fun. So I re definitely recommend it. All right. Uh, then I saw Hearts of Atlantis, which is, uh, I think it's based on a Stephen King idea. Yeah, it is. It, it's got a Anthony Hopkins and kind of a fun, um, maybe more modeling of a movie than most, uh, you know. But, I mean, it was fun. It was okay. I think I've seen this, and I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's about this guy who is kind of a psychic, and uh, the government is trying to get him. And he hides in this kid's house, you know, as a, a border or whatever. But it was kind of fun, you know? Yeah. And then I watched the show The Bookie or Bookie on uh, uh, Max. And uh, this has, uh, has Sebastian uh, Maniscalco. It's yeah. really funny. Funny fucking. I mean... And it's funny because it was, uh, it's, uh, uh, produced by the guy who did Two and a Half Men. And, yeah, and it has Trolley Sheen in it. <laughs> I thought they is, hated each other. I know, which is hilarious. And, uh, Trolley Sheen, uh, he, he shows up a couple of times, and each time he's like this. Oh, I don't have the money, but I have this. Uh, uh, I have this jacket from the sports guy. You know, I mean, <laughs> it should, he should just be selling off. Like, you know, I uh, this was a jacket I wore in the film Lucas, and it's right. valuable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun show. I, I really enjoyed it, and. Uh, then I watched the rehearsal. Oh, dude. So fucking good. So good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that show. Uh, pretty freaking great. Uh, then I watched uh, The Rainmaker, uh, a Coppola movie with uh, Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember this. It's really, really good, man. Yeah, I don't think I've seen this since it came out. Yeah, definitely check it out. I think it was on Pluto where I saw it. Uh, it yeah, it's on Pluto for free. 
then I saw uh, the remake of Suspiria. Oh, the one with Dakota Johnson? Yeah, but I mean, I watched it because it had Mia Goth in it. You know, I uh, can't turn her away. <laughs> I no have not way. seen a film of hers yet. I need, I, and I have a couple of them, and I just haven't taken the time to sit down and watch. Yeah, she she's great. I love her. Uh, then I watched Barbie. I loved Barbie. One of really, the best movies of the year. Yeah, I agree. It was really fun. Uh, then I started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm again. I, I'd watched it a couple of seasons before, but I'm going to try to get through the thing. They're, I don't know. Still, they're still making them. Yeah. I, it's like 23 seasons of that show is what I had seen. Uh, 12. 12? But it's been yeah, but but they don't have it every year. It's yeah, like okay. so it's been on. They yeah. they have a couple of seasons uh, once a year, and they wait four years. You know, yeah, it's just it's been going on that long. But yeah, uh, I don't know why. I just kind of like I watched some of it early on, and then it just got to the point where I was kind of like, well, I'm just tired of this rich guy being uncomfortable like i know that's the joke and it's just kind of like i don't know is there anything i'm missing when i sum it up like that uh i just i just enjoy uh i enjoy the people around them okay. more than him so you know i know um, jb smooth is in that and i enjoy him what's that jb smooth yeah, jb smooth yeah i agree uh, then uh, I started watching uh, Jury Duty. I watched Jury Duty. I watched the first episode. I hadn't finished it. Really good. Definitely worth checking out, man. It's uh, fucking fantastic. It's free on uh, Freebie. Oh, Freebie. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, you can check it out there. Uh, then I watched uh, Under the Silver Lake. Dude, I love that fucking movie. It's got Andrew Garfield, and it is a fucking mindfuck. Really? Conspir conspiracy theory. Uh, you have no idea if it's real or fake or what scenes are reality, what isn't, it's really, really good, dude. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I've seen the poster for this, but never uh, knew what it was about. Fun fucking movie. I mean, it's pretty, uh, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people like it, you know? Uh, one of those. Yeah. Then I, I started watching Joe Para. I know. I'm you. excited. <laughs> I love Joe. Uh, I'm really having a lot of fun watching that. He's great. It's I. It is the most peaceful show that we hit. We'll put on in the background just for like some of the music. Uh, the comedy is very, it's very low key, but very dark. <laughs> yeah. Real subtle. Yeah. I mean, my, I love moments of like him 
watching a fireworks go off and he just says, it's like watching my tax dollars blow up in my face. <laughs> and, and, and then when he meets Sarah and Sarah is, uh, you know, obsessed with prepping for the apocalypse and is upset with him because he doesn't think about these serious things. Right. The, one of the things he thinks of is will America pay for what we've done? <laughs> Which is probably one of the darkest lines of the show. Um, he he also has like other specials that Adult Swim has put on YouTube. Uh, he has a, a, a waterfall TV, which is just waterfalls you can watch. He does a podcast that's meant for you to go to sleep to. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think there's... Uh, I think during one of the episodes, or it's just a, there's one of just footage outside where it's talking about, uh, where it's uh, going through nature. And he talks about his friend says, there's no justice in the world. And at the time he goes, well, uh, Henry Kissinger's still alive. We could still, there. we could still seek justice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. His show on breakfast. Yes. Yeah. I love the breakfast crew, you know, and you know, the the guy that plays his best friend was, was a cameraman on the Jimmy Fallon show. And so, yeah. So Joe and him just kind of hit it off. So he had him come and just play his, play his friend uh, on the show, which is great. Cause, uh, uh, they they're just so odd, but they do the funnest things together. Like he, like when he talks about we're <laughs> we're suing each other to see if there's a racial bias in the court. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can totally see. Uh, half of the people would say, "What is this?" And everyone else would get it. You know, yeah, and he has a a, a stand up special that he uh, put on YouTube for free. So if you want to check that out, it's on his, oh, okay. his channel. Uh, then I watched Supergirl, the movie or the TV show. The movie. Oh, Helen Slater. Yeah, I hadn't seen that in years. I forgot everything about it. It's Faye just Dun- wacky. Yeah, Faye Dunaway is the villain. Just. A lot of wackadoo, you know, but that's what we had. That's all we had back in the day. I, it's so weird. I look at the kids who review the comic book stuff that we have ta- nowadays. And like even my buddy Daniel, I do a podcast with, he was like, you know, the first half of what if the what if season isn't that great. And I go, but we have a fucking animated show with all the Marvel Universe. When I was a kid, we had the Hulk TV show and that was it. You right. know, if, if you could see the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Mans every now and again, but you didn't have villains in there. There was no Marvel villains that show up in any of those shows. It was just the hero. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, then I watched uh, Closer. Uh, Natalie Portman, uh, dude, uh, Julia Roberts. Yes, she plays a stripper, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. That's why I watched the movie because I I always wanted to see Natalie Portman as a stripper, which is great. But but it was a pretty good movie too. So yeah, I don't I, you know like 
I'm trying to think of Jude Law movies. I don't really know many of his movies or like there's nothing I go, oh yeah, he he was great in this. Yeah, but uh, goodness. I mean, it's a romantic it was a weird romantic comedy where uh, the two couples switch off and switch back again. So so it's he crazy. So, so Clavo and is he with who's he with? Both of them. Wow. It is not a bad day to be Clive Owen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Jude Laws with both of them. That so did, it, it's kind of a weird rom-com, you know? Yeah. That is a weird but rom-com. But it was fun. It was fun. It, every rom-com is, will the beautiful people ever find love? That's, yeah. that's all I can ever oh, Unless Jack Black is in the movie. Yeah, I know. Like that's one of the weird, you know. Uh, th- there was a, there is a movie that Chris Evans directed, and I'm trying to remember uh, the chick that's in it. And it's just two of the most beautiful people, and you're like, God, you hope they find love. They're just right. too pretty to be alone. <laughs> oh yeah, they're going to be alone forever unless this movie comes true. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, then I watched uh, the creator. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen the previous for that. It's on Max. No, it's on Disney Channel. Oh, okay, I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, so uh, I really, dude, I really loved it. It's, uh, I think it's uh, Gareth Edwards directed. Oh, yes, I love him. It's fucking great, dude. You really need to see it. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. That is weird, yeah. Yeah, it kind of snuck on to Disney. And, you know, uh, there hasn't been a lot of fanfare, but definitely check it out. I totally... Uh, then, I saw Promising Young Woman. Dude, oh, this dude. movie rocks. Dude, the revenge stuff is so fucking good. I, oh. I just the only I have one problem with it, and I, you know, anyone anyone listening, I'm gonna spoil the ending. I hate that she has to die. Yeah, but she did. I would rather. I, I'm more satisfied with a good revenge flick, and and it almost seems like if it's a guy getting revenge that he'll live, but if the woman's getting revenge, she dies, and it's like yeah. But the fact that she dies and she uses the fact that she knows she's going to die to enact revenge is awesome. Yeah, the way it plays I, out is so fucking. That, cool. that premise is so fucking cool. So, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I would love, you know, I granted the Me Too movement did bring a lot of people down, but it's, it, but you all, you want to see those people who kind of brought to justice, like, but she, the only justice these people ever get is the kind of shit she brings to them. Right. I love, I, the, my favorite shit in that movie is the guy's face when they realize this is, <laughs> this is not what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I watched uh, Venom from 1981. Venom from 1981. Yeah. Oliver Reed, Sterling Hayden, and Klaus Kinski as the <laughs> bad guy. Dude, this Dude. is a really, really cool film. 
great fucking poster free on yeah i totally recommend it it's really cool we should just go through the Klaus Kinski uh, <laughs> library. <laughs> yeah, the Get Creeped Out Today library. <laughs> yeah, Oliver Reed is great. I mean, it's fucking awesome, you know. Um, then I watched uh, Fahrenheit 451. New or old? New. Okay, I haven't seen the new one. Meh. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I kind of, you know, but it has Michael Shannon, who's great. It has. Yeah, he he's the only reason it was worth watching. It's weird because they're like burning, they burn books, but they also burn computers of people who have, uh, you know, uh, hard disks of stuff. That it's just, it's kind of, I it love is. the original movie, you know, and yeah, this it, one. It's one of my favorite all-time books. I think I own, a, own multiple versions of that book. Yeah, yeah. I've read it maybe six or seven times. That, that's know. one of those school books that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, for my the first time, I watched Bad Santa. <laughs> that's a great movie yeah i've never seen it it was so much fun but it's funny because i mean this came out like 2003 yeah and the comedy isn't funny yeah you know i still think that 2000 to 2010 is just a dead decade for a lot of uh, a, a lot, lot of comedy sucks yeah well just the film and i mean because that's the decade they rebooted a lot of horror films and didn't right. really get it a lot of comedies then were just kind of like either just distasteful or just not funny yeah so i've been told oh you gotta watch bad santa you gotta i want i want this kind of is not good i the things i love about it i love tony cox and yeah you know he's great because his the, his abuse on Billy Bob is hilarious. The the redheaded kid that Billy Bob's kind of like I don't know I want to say mentoring, but he's just not really even doing that. Those moments are kind of funny. Uh, and uh, what's her name? Graham, the female lead in that. She's she's good. Yeah, yeah, but. I, you know, I was surprised how unfunny it was, you know? Yeah. Uh, then I watched... Uh, well, it's one of those early ones where alcoholism is funny. <laughs> you right. know, like that's that's the joke. Uh, then I finished watching True Blood. Loved it. Just loved that fucking show, man. Really, really cool. Uh, then I started watching Sulkin Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, like which I came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that for a while about having a show about this. All era. these fucking morons, you know, and, and how they pivot. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a social media uh, 
Guru. Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> Guru. Really? Okay. Uh, then I'll watch The Hunt. The Hunt. With Mads Mikkelsen. It's a Danish film. Dude, I love this fucking movie. It's it's about this guy who he works uh, uh, he starts working at a, a kindergarten and like his best friend's little girl accuses him of showing tells tells his uh, the head of the kindergarten that he showed her his penis and it never happened. And his all his friends and family like turn against him, and finally in the end they all figure out she made it up, and it's fucking wild, Phil. Oh, man, fuck that sounds too intense. Being accused it's, of being a pedophile and then it's having pretty fucking that. intense, man. He oh. goes he goes in the grocery store and they say he can't go in there. And all the employees are like punching him and shit. It's really, really fucking intense. See, that's but, weird because I think about like a Casey Anthony who today is more of a celebrity, you know, and she killed right. her kid. And that's just fucked yeah. up. Like, is she ever banned from places? It seems like NBC said, hey, come do a show. <laughs> right. Uh, but Mads Mickelson is so fucking good. It's worth watching, you know? Yeah, he's not bad in anything. Uh, then I watched... Uh, uh, I watched this uh, show, a movie called The High Life. It's a, uh, it's a sci-fi movie where these... Which, of course, has Mia Goth, which is why I watched it. <laughs> uh, but these uh, ki kids are, like, set into space, and they do uh, experiments on them. Uh, uh, and they're, like, prisoners who, uh, you know, uh, they, they put prisoners into long space journeys to do testing on them and shit. It was really fucking good. I definitely, it has a Robert Pattinson in it too. Yeah. He was the one thing that popped up when I was searching for it. Yeah, but definitely worth checking out. I enjoyed it. <laughs> that, that reminds me of this book. I'm going to say if you, if you get a chance to order something from the library, uh, because it sounds like this book is one of my favorite books this year called sentient. Uh -huh. Uh, by Jeff Lemire. It's uh um it, it's about these kids that are that go into space. They're they're colonies that are like leaving Earth because Earth is falling apart and uh a terrorist kills all the adults. Oh good. <laughs> so the AI becomes their parent. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> So I highly recommend that comic. But if yeah, if you if you uh, I know you got a great fucking library out there in Round Rock. They do deliveries and shit. Yeah, oh, they deliver. Yeah, I just order online. They show up. Yeah, if you get a chance to read that, that was like a quick read, and I fucking loved it, man. It was really good. But uh, High Life, you, I mean, it, it looks like it's got average reviews, but you dug it. 
Yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, I love it's any space movie. I think is fun. You know. Yeah. So and then I watched uh, kind of a uh, the backwards space movie, the movie The Core. Oh, <laughs> I love The Core. Yeah. So you, he, they have to go in the core of the planet, which is opposite of space. It's so stupid. It is it's the dumbest so movie. Fucking stupid uh, that I laughed because it was so dumb. Yeah, and it's from 2003. It's in that decade. Of exactly. Of fucking, and you got the, Aaron Eckhart and Hillary Swank. Yeah. I the, feel are top-notch actors playing. The fucking. decade of suck, you know? <laughs> uh, then I, I started watching Six Feet Under. Dude, I love okay. that show. I, I love it. I do, but I will tell you this. Like, I watched the first three seasons, and I think this... Where are you at in the run? Oh, the first season. Okay. Then I won't I won't say what happens in the third season, but I'm... Oh, good. I, and there is something that changes, and it made me stop watching the show. Oh, okay. So well, if you check it out, now I'm curious if you can nail down what it is, because... I did enjoy the show at first, but then I don't know. There was just something about it. It just seemed like you're you're watching a lot of people who really don't have any redeeming qualities. <laughs> They're not very nice people. I love those kind of shows, though. <laughs> I'm totally all in on pieces of shit. I love Succession. Yeah, well, I mean, I love like the anti-hero concept, like in The Punisher, Death Wish, or something like that. But if you're just going to watch people exist as bad people then I kind of go, well, that's not entertaining to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like watching pieces of shit. It reminds me of reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to escape reality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I finished watching Stargirl. Yeah, what'd you think? I had a great time, man. It's a good show. Really fun. Uh, uh, fun family show, you know? Uh, you could watch it with uh, kids, or a, it's a good time. Uh, then I watched a show where you shouldn't watch with kids, a <laughs> or a movie that is, The Hole in the Ground. Whoa, wow. this is a weird one. Weird uh, creepy kid film. movie. Huh? Creepy kid movie. Yeah, creepy kid movie, definitely. Uh, dude, yeah, it, I mean, I thought I enjoyed it, but I shouldn't have. You know what, <laughs> those kind of films? It's free on Pluto. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely check it out by yourself. I, I you love know? that it people also search for The Witch and Midsummer and Hereditary. That's a fucking lineup right there. Yeah, right there. that's kind of what it's going for, you know. Oh, um, I might have to watch that. Yeah, I think you will like it. Uh, then I watched uh, the holdovers. Uh, I've heard that's great. great. Fuck, have you seen it? No, not yet. It's Paul Giamatti, right? Dude, <laughs> he is. Our our best actor right now. He's really 
dude, this movie is great. He is so outstanding in this film. It's worth watching it to watch uh, a master. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, it's on Peacock. So, I mean, it's a Christmas movie that I think will become a classic. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's just, they're stuck at like a college or is it a preschool? Yeah. Uh, yeah, during Christmas break and he's hanging out with a kid who has nowhere to go. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, definitely check that out. I... I was blown. Away. I'm not watching it again. Oh wow! Okay. I yeah. Okay. Well, it'll. I'm adding that to my watch list. It is. He should have won, won the Oscar for that film. Wow. Yeah, That's in my opinion, uh, he gets the Oscar. You know, for the holdovers. And I mean, it's. It's set in like 1968 or 69. Yeah. And this movie is fucking timeless. You wow. know? Okay. Definitely blew me away. And then a movie that did not blow me away. <laughs> the Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, I've never. What a really fucking piece of shit. Four Musketeers piece of crap movie with uh, oh the Leonardo DiCaprio one yeah he he's shit in this movie too it's <laughs> terrible I mean there's one actor in it that I would say oh I would never in my life think I didn't think was good Oh, is it uh, uh, John Malkovich? He was bad in this movie. Wow. I, I mean, mean, it's got it is, Jeremy Irons. It's a shit show of a movie. I don't yeah. think there's been a good adaptation. You know, I'm not a fan of the book. I like Alexander Dumas, but for The Three Musketeers, uh, I don't think this has ever been one I've enjoyed. No. No, it's, uh, it's bad. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> uh then I started watching Love Has Won. Yeah. Oh, Mother Love. Dude, sh those people are fucking crazy. Dude, I mean, there's so many cults. It's so wild that it makes you go, I should just start a cult. I mean, because people are easily just sucked into these things. And it's amazing to see the people who kind of follow her and just will do anything for her. Yeah, I've only watched uh, one episode, but I'm definitely in. But tell yeah. me at the beginning of that uh, first episode, though, that first five minutes hooks you because you're oh, getting yeah. the police cam video of a welfare check, and it is fucking frightening. Um. Then this morning, I watched uh, Gary Goldman, uh, born on third base. It's a comedian. He's great. Yeah, he is like pretty him. damn good. Uh, it's on Max right now. I definitely recommend it. So, uh, uh, have you watched anything else? Well, 
I watched all seven seasons of 30 Rock while I was recovering. So I just had huh. that on. I love that fucking show. I've like, never that, seen that. It, it is so great. It is so funny. Like they do a parody of the Real Housewives that is so good that when the actual Real Housewives was on in my house, I thought it was Tracy Jordan playing this crazy woman. And it turns out, no, this woman's just crazy. Right. I love Dr. Spachemin. I mean, there's just so many just jokes in that show uh, that even on rewatches, you catch new stuff over and over and over again. Um, I, you know, it, it's probably one of my top five sitcoms of all time. I'll put it up there with Arrested Development that I do a lot of rewatches of and uh, The Office. Just fucking hilarious. And then I've been putting together my best of for my other show. Mm-hmm. other podcast two two movies we did uh are in my favorite things i've seen this year and that was the movie you recommended stone yeah de niro and uh norton i mean so underrated nobody has seen this movie completely underrated oh my god it's just so good and it's really i mean i norton may outshine de niro in that film sure no, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be debatable, but dude, De Niro's so subdued, and Norton just you you're fixated on him. He's he's just it's fascinating. That and Marjo, <laughs> Marjo is is just a fascinating look at religion in the seventies, and or I mean, it's really more of the sixties when he's growing up as a kid, and then uh, as an adult, what he decides to do and how he's preaching. It's just fascinating uh to watch uh but yeah that's that's pretty much all i've been all i've been watching uh do you have any news uh damn there was a there was a death yesterday i'm trying to remember who it was um uh, do you have any news yeah go for it uh so uh they're making a bambi horror film now I already thought it was a horror film. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the mother's killed at the beginning of the film, and it's about a kid trying to survive. So, yeah, a Bambi horror film. No, thanks. They're making an Orphan 3. Why? You know, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen the first two. I mean, I know that, and I already know the twist. So it's like, how can you do the sequel? It, you know, it makes me curious, but not probably enough to invest in watching it. Yeah. Uh, this year, I'm kind of looking forward to the Penguin series. There yeah. Are, yeah. Colin Farrell, man. He was I'm, so good as a penguin. Yeah. That, and, that's uh, really surprising because for as for the as far as the comics, I can't tell you that many like fantastic penguin stories, but Gotham and the Batman have had solid penguin performances that are just amazing. Yeah, I agree. Uh the remake of Roadhouse with Jake Zillenhall. Come on. I mean, now. Stop it. You're no Patrick Swayze. No. And they're another remake from Bloomhouse. 
Oh, no. Yeah. No. Christine. No. No. It's just, you're not going to add anything that John Car. I mean, you're trying to outdo John Carpenter on a Stephen right. King book with that fucking music, with that, I mean, dude, and even the lead, man, that's probably his best performance. It's so well, damn good. Well, he didn't do a lot of acting, so if you go through it, he, he ends up directing, but he goes from nerd to cool to... Uh, yeah, but his villain. best performance, I think, was... Uh, um, what was that film he was in? Uh, uh, God damn it! Back to school? No. <laughs> he was he in Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill with Angie Dickinson. He is so good in that fucking movie, dude. I don't think I've seen that since the eighties. Dude, he's so good in that film. I mean, oh, it's free on Tubi and Pluto. Okay, so Dress to Kill. I may have to check that out because I haven't seen that in a long time. And that's De Palma, Nancy yeah. Allen. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic in that film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are all the all the news I have. Well, the, uh, the one I was trying to think of was Tom Wilkinson. Oh yeah, and, yeah. He was he he played. Uh, he was in the full Monty. Most people know him for. He's such a great actor. Uh, I saw him in the bedroom, and you know he's he plays one of the bad guys in uh, Batman Begins, one of the big villains. Mm -hmm. uh, but the dude has such a incredible list of great fucking films. Rock and Rolla, not a lot of people have seen that. I love that movie, and he yeah, is so good in that great. playing the big bad. Um. Yeah, so next week we're going to be watching a Christmas movie in <laughs> January. We <laughs> yeah. Keep the Christmas a, spirit alive. A rare exports, a Christmas tale. I haven't seen it. You have, but I have. you said I have to see it. So I will in January. <laughs> It'll make you feel all Christmassy and want to put the tree back up. Uh, no, I didn't <laughs> put one up to begin with, so I'm not putting one up now. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> uh, so we'll see everybody next week on the show. See ya. Bye-bye.